0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Boy Up With Tojo and I remain your host, Tojo.ta. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Please subscribe, share and engage me with your thoughts and questions. Send me a message and I will definitely will be reading and I'd love to hear from you. Um, following last week, we started um, a lesson on the birth of Samson and this week we'll be going deeper into the text and, you know, gleaning from lessons from the life of Samson and at the same time hopefully we'll be concluding on this uh, part of uh, the life of Samson. Um, Like I said last week I had already had a a plan or a verse I was going to come on and share but um, some things happened last week Monday and when I woke up God started speaking to me on the story of Samson. That's how I went back to read the story of Samson, and we started. And I thought it wise to share my thoughts on my Bible study and meditation moments on Samson. What had happened last week, Monday, was that something had happened, and I was really uh, stung by it. And I didn't, I didn't realize that I was bitter about it. So on Tuesday, when I woke up in the morning, I started thinking about Samson and the text that we're going to read and. What God was trying to tell me with this text. And so we'll be going through that as well, and hopefully the Spirit of the Lord will breathe on His word and give us more insight on what He needs for us to hear. So we're going to be continuing from Judges 14, and I would continue reading from the message translation version. Samson went down to Timnah. There in Timnah, a woman caught his eye, a Philistine girl. He came back and told his father and mother, I saw a woman in Timnah, a Philistine girl. Get her for me as wife. His parents said to him, Isn't there a woman among the girls in the neighborhood of our people? Do you have to get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me. She's the one I want. She's the right one. His father and mother had no idea that God was behind this that he was arranging an opportunity against the Philistines at the time the Philistines lorded it over Israel. Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother. When he got to the viands of Timnah, a young lion came at him roaring. The spirit of God came on him powerfully and he ripped it open barehanded like tearing a young goat but he didn't tell his parents what he had done. And what, the, what I got from this verse, especially when I had woken up last week, Tuesday morning, was that God was saying that the circumstances surrounding Samson's birth were that Samson was consecrated to God for a purpose and for a need. And just like Samson and Manoah and his wife, we are all concentrated, we are all consecrated to God. The minute we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we become God's vessel for him to use for his purpose. The Bible says we are created anew in Christ for a purpose that he has already predestined us to be. I think that's in Ephesians 2 verse 10. And so just like the lion came at Samson, offenses will come at us roaring will come at us roaring and so we should also deal with offenses the God way and if you haven't listened to my um, episodes on choosing peace please listen to it and I listen to it frequently and I keep praying because that's an area where I struggle with offenses and that's what God was trying to say that the fact that we are concerned that we are set apart for God's use doesn't mean that offenses won't come our way just like the lion approached Samson, offenses will come our way. Chapter 7. Then he went on down and spoke to the woman. In Samson's eyes, she was the one. Some days later, when he came back to get her, he made a little detour to look at what was left of the lion. And there, a wonder a swarm of bees in the lion's carcass and honey. He scooped it up in his hands and kept going. Eating as he went, he rejoined his father and mother and gave some to them and they ate. But he didn't tell them that he had scooped out the honey from the lion's carcass. You would recall in chapter 13 that the angel told Manoah and his wife, Three times, you would not drink wine or any alcoholic drink, nor eat any forbidden food. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt and were wandering in the wilderness, God had given them some certain laws that I think in Leviticus on what to do. Part of what they were not supposed to do was eat food from a dead body or sleep with a dead body. Those were ritually unclean things to be done. And so Samson going back to the dead lion and eating the bees from there was ritually unclean. And just like Samson, what the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me, that just like Samson, some of us go back to offenses and we replace in our minds. And we start becoming hurt again. We're becoming angry. And we allow bitterness to seep in. That we are set apart for God's use. We are not supposed to be, we are not supposed to contaminate ourselves. Sometimes bitterness, anger, all this contaminate us. And because I was, you know, still brooding from what they had done the day before and I'm still thinking of it, the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me that, I told you, you are set apart for God's use. Do not contaminate yourself by dwelling on this issue because you will be contaminated. Bitterness will come into your heart. And many of us are dealing with things people have said, playing it over in our head, like Samson after the issue has gone was passing through there and took a detour and he looked at the carcass of the lion that was how he he contaminated himself and so that was what the scripture that's what God was using the scripture to tell me his father went on down to make the arrangements that's verse 10 to 11 we're back to the text his father went on down to make arrangements with the woman while Samson prepared a feast there That's what the young men did in those days because the people were wary of him. They arranged for 30 friends to mingle with him. They were afraid of Samson. And so Samson was getting lit for his wedding. Samson said to them, let me put a riddle to you. If you can figure it out during the seven days of the feast, I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of fine clothing. But if you can't figure it out, then you will give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of fine clothing. They said, put your reed widow, let's hear it. So he said, from the eater came something to eat. From the strong came something sweet. They wouldn't figure, They couldn't figure it out. After three days, they were still stumped. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's bride, warm the answer out of your husband or we'll burn you and your father's household. Have you invited us here to bankrupt us? But Samson's bride turned on tears saying to him, you hate me, you don't love me, you've told the riddle to my people and you won't even tell me the answer. And this was really funny to me because I realized that I don't believe that Samson's wife knew how Samson loved her. She was more afraid of what the people would do to her and her family as opposed to what Samson could do. If you read the earlier verse, the men were afraid of Samson. And oftentimes, we like Samson's bride are so afraid of what the devil is doing as opposed to being aware of or understanding how mighty our God is. She could have just told Samson that uh, this is what these people are doing. This is what these men have said. And this is what they are trying to do. Can you protect me? Can you not cover me like a husband? And I knew, and the way Samson loved her and was saying she's the one, Samson would have killed all of them just for her and protected her family. But that she decided to warm the answer out of Samson. And Samson answered her and he said, I have told my own parents, I haven't told my own parents, why would I tell you? But she turned on tears all the seven days of the feast on the seventh day, worn out by her nagging. He told her that she went and told it to her people. The men of the town came to him on the seventh day, just before sunset and said, what is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And Samson said, if you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have found out my widow. Basically saying, if you had not uh, messed with my wife, you wouldn't have found out the answer to the riddle. Then the spirit of God came powerfully on him. He went down to Ashkelon and killed 30 of their men, stripped them and gave their clothing to those who had served the riddle. Stalking out, smoking with anger, he went home to his father's house. Samson's bride became the wife of the best man at his wedding sometimes when God is doing things we 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 are so caught up in our emotions and anger and we don't realize what God is doing. God had planned this from the beginning that Samson would fall in love with the Philistine girl and they would do him dirty, and he would give him an opportunity to deal with them and the more Samson killed the Philistine men the more he reduced their hold and domination of the children of Israel. Let's move to chapter 15. Chapter 15. Later on, it was during the wheat harvest, Samson visited his bride. You know, he was angry and stormed out. And he came back. I think he, you know, ceased being angry. And so he came back. He visited his bride. He brought a young goat. He said, let me see my wife. Show me her bedroom. But her father wouldn't let him in he said i concluded that by now you hated her with a passion so i gave her to your best man but her little sister is even more beautiful why not take her instead samson said that does it this time when i wreak havoc on the Philistines, i'm blameless samson then went out and caught 300 jackals he lashed the jackals tails together in pairs tied a touch between each pair of the tails He then set fire to the torches and let them loose in the Philistines' field of ripe grain. Everything burned both stack and standing grain, vineyards and olive and orchids, everything. The Philistines said, who did this? I have to pause here to realize, to state something. Samson was hurt and betrayed and because he was hurt and betrayed. He went after the Philistines, their crop, their economy then. They they were an agarian society at the time. And so their agriculture was what what sustained them. So Samson went after their fields. And this just tells me that when we don't deal with anger, we would do have havoc with it. Although God was using this samson's rage and anger and everything they did to, to, to samson to deal with the philistines but this was actually you know pulled up for me the philistines said who did this they were told samson son-in-law of the tim who took his bride and gave her to his best man i mean samson was betrayed it was hurt not only did his wife lie to him the father now gave his wife to his best man he was betrayed the philistines went up and burned both her father both the bride and her father to death samson then said if this is the way you are going to act i swear i will get even with you i'm not quitting till the job's done with that he tore into them ripping them limb from limb limb a huge slaughter then he went down and stayed in a cave at itam rock the philistines set out and made camp in judah Prepping to attack Le- Lehi in bracket, Jobone. When the men of Judah asked, Why have you come up against us? They said, We are out to get Samson. We are going after Samson to do what he did to us. Three companies of men from Judah went down to the cave at Etam Rock and said to Samson, Don't you realize that the Philistines already bully and lord it over us? So what's going on with you? Making things even worse. And this verse actually tells me that when the angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah and his wife, he didn't appear to the whole Israel. Oftentimes, when God is doing something in our lives, it's for us. People do not have to know. People don't have to understand. The children of Israel or the children of Judah must have been looking at something like, what sort of troublemaker is this? We are already, already in bondage to them for 40 years now you've come you're looking for trouble and it made me wonder that they couldn't even see that samson was getting victory over the philistines every time he went after them he never came back bullied or not victorious he came back victorious and that showed me that so many times when god is doing things if we are not kidding to him it's easy for us to miss him just like the children of judah did samson responded to them to the children of judah when they came to meet him and asked why he was making things worse he said it was tit for tat i only did to them what they did to me they said well we've come down here to tie you up and turn you over to the Philistines." samson said just promise not to hurt me they said we promise we will tie you up and surround surrender you to them but believe us we won't kill you they proceeded to tie him with the new ropes and led him up from the rock As he approached Lehi, the Philistines came to meet him, shouting in triumph. And then the Spirit of God came on him with great power. Whenever I read this, I realized that Samson was not Herculean looking. And when I say that, I mean that he didn't have muscles. I'm sure he must have been a small, slender guy. And um, for them to be rejoiced, you know, I'm sure they underestimated him. But when the Spirit of God comes on him, he does mighty. And that's how it is. In our mediocre and our low state, when the Holy Spirit comes on us, he gives us excellence. So, the Spirit of God came on him with great power. The ropes on his arms fell apart like flax on fire. The thongs slipped off his hands. He spotted a fresh donkey jawbone. This is so ridiculous because a jawbone is like your jaw from a carcass of a donkey. Something as small as that. That was what Samson used. He spotted a fresh donkey jawbone, reached down and grabbed it and with it killed the whole company. Who says God can't use that little thing that you have in your hand? When the spirit of God comes on you, Comes on whatever it ha- you have, it multiplies it, he amplifies. That jawbone for Samson was an armor tank he used to destroy his enemies. And Samson said, With a donkey's jawbone, I made heaps of donkeys of them. With a donkey's jawbone, I killed an entire company. When he finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone, he named that place Ramath Lehi jobo hill and that for me shows that even samson was in awe of what god has done through him because he he knew that he didn't have that strength i believe that samson on a normal day could not even lift a bag of rice talk less of killing and fighting so for him to say all, all this samson is even in awe of what god has done for him and that's what the spirit of God in our lives, it makes a difference because you'll be looking and saying, you know what? Now it wasn't me that went into that boardroom. It wasn't me that answered that question. It wasn't me that came up with that strategy. It wasn't me that closed that deal. That's what the spirit of God can do. Verse 18. Now he was suddenly very thirsty. He called out to God. You have given your servants this great victory. Are you going to abandon me to die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? So God split open the rock basin in Lehi. Water gushed out and Samson drank. His spirit was re- revived. He was alive again. That's why it's called an Anchor Collar Spring. It's still there at Lehi today. Samson judged Israel for twenty years in the days of the Philistines. And I found this verse 18 to 19 very key because it showed me that God answers our prayers when we are weary. He answers us with rest. Samson just said, he wasn't even imploring God. He just said, God, I'm thirsty, answer. And God answered that prayer. So I, I, I really don't know what is bothering you, what you need rest from because we all are chasing something or something is chasing us or we're needing need something. We'll all have points, pressure points in our life where we need for God to come in and show us rest. Talk to God. Is a God that wants to take your body and give you rest. So we meet again next week. I remain your host, Toji Dottie. And we would be um, concluding on our life lessons from the life of Samson. Bye for now.